Talking with T, your urban talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage its listeners with trending news, hot topics, current events, real issues, interesting interviews, new music, and much more. Now, here's T spilling the tea in five, four, three, two, one. Greetings, listeners. You're back where it's at, and it's time to chat. We hit the roof with the truth and the floor with much more of what you need to know to stay educated, empowered, and of course, entertained. This is Tanisha Baker bringing you another edition of what you shouldn't be missing. Thanks for tuning in to Talking With T. It's March 9th, and if today is your birthday, you share it with your birthday mates, rapper and actor Bow Wow, talk show host Steve Wilkos, who started as security for Jerry Springer. Today on the national calendar is National Napping Day, which is appropriate after daylight savings time starts and is always the Monday following the day we spring forward on our clocks. On this date in history, North Carolina AT&T was founded in 1891. Since March is Women's History Month, each week we will highlight a bit of her story. This week, we'll honor one of my favorites, esteemed poet and activist, Maya Angelou, who was born as Marguerite Annie Johnson on April 4, 1928, and passed away in 2014. Maya Angelou published seven autobiographies, three books of essays, several books of poetry, and is credited with a long list of plays, movies, and television shows. She received numerous awards and more than 50 honorary degrees. She was an influencer. She was inspiring and passionate, and she helped me fall in love with words. There are so, so, so many women that are deserving of our honor and respect and recognition. I encourage you to learn about women who help contribute so much as inventors, scientists, educators, actresses, Singers, poets, doctors, judges, lawyers, pilots, astronauts, athletes, politicians, and more. The theme this month is Spring Forward. You don't have to have everything figured out to take the next step. You just need the faith to face the future. Life is full of uncertainties, but one thing for sure, life goes on. Spring forward instead of falling back. Any form of progress is better than none at all. If you have to tiptoe, then do that. If you have to crawl, then do that. If you have to fall on your face, do that. At least you are moving forward. Dr. King said, faith is taking the first step even when you can't see the whole staircase. Business owners, church leaders, entrepreneurs, why not build your brand on Talking With T, your urban talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage. Call today, 865-409-1170 for more details or visit TalkingWithT.com. Remember and make note, I'm always looking to share and highlight music from rising artists. I also look forward to more submissions for T's Top Teens and Hometown Heroes. Help me celebrate people making good choices, doing good work, and contributing to our community. Be sure to subscribe to Talking With T Daily, our online newspaper for your daily scoop of trending news and find out what we're talking about. Keep it where it's at after we hear this track. It's trending news and hot topics.
Would have been fish, would have been meat, would have been eggs, would have been greens, would have been milk, would have been fruit, would have been vegetable, would have been soup, I would have been good for you. our attention to a few of T's tidbits. Middle Tennessee was hit by devastating tornadoes this past week. Some of you know that I was actually in downtown Nashville at the time. I feel very fortunate and blessed to escape harm. I am also saddened by the loss of life and destruction caused by this natural disaster. Our prayers are with the 24 victims, their families, and all who are affected. The choices for a Democratic presidential candidate grow slimmer. Billionaire Mike Bloomberg, along with Elizabeth Warren, have dropped out of the race, leaving the focus on Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders. I see that Kamala Harris endorses Joe Biden, while Jesse Jackson backs Bernie Sanders. 
One person died and at least 17 others were injured after a shooting Saturday night in Cleveland, Ohio. This was at a party thrown by multiple motorcycle clubs. An off-duty police officer is under investigation after he allegedly left a gun behind in a school bathroom that was discovered by three young students. The incident happened on March 6 at about 2.30 p.m. at Catherine Cook School in Chicago. This could have turned out very differently, and we know how curious young people can be, so we have to be more careful. Apple will pay up to half a billion dollars to settle a class action lawsuit after being accused of slowing down older iPhone models to compel users to buy new ones. And finally, I was saddened to read that Atlanta police say someone was shot and killed at Lenox Square Sunday night during a fight over a parking space. The shooting happened in the parking lot outside of the Cheesecake Factory around 6 o'clock p.m. Everybody's Talking with T, the talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage the community is on. WJBE 99.7 FM and 1040 AM, just the best every day. All right, listeners, I'm so excited because this week I have the entire crew here to review trending news we have in the No Show. We have the know-it-all Professor Jay. And then there is our top investigator, most often instigator, P.I. Pam. So we're going to start off by me reading an excerpt from an article describing what I consider a pretty disturbing incident. A video emerged of a group of teenage boys viciously attacking a 15-year-old girl on a Brooklyn street. It's gone viral after causing a lot of outrage as it spread across social media. The surveillance video shows the group of more than 10 boys running up to the girl after one boy knocked the girl down and began jumping on her, punching, stomping, kicking her, and she's just lying there helpless. One of the attackers took a step further. He robbed her, snatched her Air Jordans off her feet, took her cell phone and her debit card. After they walked off, the girl was reportedly just lying there on the sidewalk unconscious. So the article goes on to say that the attack was in retaliation to a fight the victim had had with another girl earlier that day. So far, five of the suspects have turned themselves in. And I have the link to the story posted on TalkingWithT.com. Be warned. It's a little disturbing to watch. It was really almost unbelievable that these boys would jump on this one girl like that. And that's sad because, you know, you look at the whole situation and they attempted to, as you said, take her Air Jordans and take her phone all in a, all by, as a means of retaliation. I mean, it is. Right. And what is even more disturbing is the fact that the people were too scared to break it up that were witnessing it because they were scared of retaliation. Um, but I did see where one mother said that she wanted to kill her son with her bare hands when she found out that he was involved. And she made him turn himself in, which was, was great because it seems that four other mothers went along with it too and, and had to turn their sons in, which is hard, I know, but it needs to be done. Right. That also speaks volumes to parent, good parenting, if you will, because, I mean, there's no way that I would allow my child to go away scot-free, and he or she would be caught up in some madness like that. Right. 
And I agree with you on the parenting, but guess what? Evidently, it shows you how they've been raised because my child wouldn't be jumping on nobody. You know, Joe, I'd like to believe that. I've just, sometimes they say you can't really say what your child will or won't do. I know a lot of parents have been surprised, but you have to think there is some parenting that comes into play. Right. And that first person who started it, what compelled nine other boys to say, oh, yeah, this is a good idea? So I don't know. It's just awful. I hope this is a lesson learned for all involved. And, Pam, I want to circle back around to what you said as far as the bystanders being afraid to jump in. Right, because I was reading an article, and an older woman, elderly woman, she was saying she watched it unfold, but she couldn't do anything. She wanted to help, but she was too scared to go out there and do anything. Yeah, that's sad. Mm. Well, last week, we were upset about the six-year-old that was handcuffed at the school. Y'all remember that? Yep. This week, an 11-year-old has been handcuffed because she was suspected of being involved in a car theft. So let me tell you how this went down. Apparently, there had been a report about a car theft by some teenagers, which included a 16-year-old girl. The police get to the home of Cynthia Hendricks and ask for her daughter, her name was London, who they said fit the description of the suspect. Now, let's keep track of this. Jay, you might need your paper and your flow chart. All right. Here we go with the flow chart for this week. Yes. <laughs> this week's flow chart is Cynthia Hendricks and her daughter London, age 11, are at home when the police arrive and say that their daughter has been suspected in this car theft. So the mother told them her daughter had been home since 4 o'clock that afternoon had not been back at the house. And taking it a step further, she had a doorbell video along with other motion cameras, so she was able to show them when her daughter came in the house and that the daughter didn't leave. You know what they did? Somebody say what? 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 They still handcuffed the child, put her in the back of the police car. Now, eventually they let her go, but the mother is livid, as she should be. Right. After all that, they still handcuff her? Still handcuffed her, saying they couldn't believe she was 11. But the mother is sitting there with all this evidence. I, I don't know. I feel like this. Maybe they could have asked the mother to bring her daughter down to the station and then sort it out. Instead of handcuffing this child and putting her in the back of the police car, because at 11, you're in what? What grade? Let's see. Fifth grade? Yeah, fifth grade. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. You know. I, Is that the yeah. long side for the week? Oh, okay. That's, I thought that's I called it. for the week, yeah. Yeah, I, I was trying to find words, but when when words can't suffice, mm. we just sigh. We just sigh. Mm-hmm. Well, in general, businesses say that the customer is always right, but we know that's not always the case. Definitely in an incident like we read about, where the manager at an Olive Garden honored the request of a customer to be served by a, quote, non-black waiter. Amira Donahue, who is a 16-year-old hostess at the Olive Garden in Evansville, Indiana, said that a white woman complained about her and another black hostess, saying that she should work at a strip club instead of the Olive Garden. Then, when the customer was seated at a table assigned to a black server, 
she demanded to be served by a, quote, non-black employee. The kicker is that the manager complied with this request. So another customer, Maxwell Robbins, wrote about this incident in a post, and he said, the young lady was in tears and had no one to support her. He felt if he didn't write this post, nothing would have happened, and she would continue to go to work for a place that she feels uncomfortable and unwanted. I don't think I have many words for this. I'm going to turn it over to y'all, but I will say this was a sad and unfortunate racist experience for this 16-year-old. I'm glad the manager was fired, but how many more incidents are taking place where the person doesn't have an advocate? And it's sad, again, because, you know, you've got somebody who's 16 who's just Mm -hmm. trying to make, you know, some money to do whatever it is she needed to do with that money. And, I mean, let's just just be real about this thing. Olive Garden, Mm -hmm. it's, it's... not exactly the epitome of, of high-class dining, and I'm interested to know if there was a response from corporate. There was, but you know oh. it was the same old, same old, yeah. Hmm. righty, well, all right, let me get my nice little list out. Check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's the same thing over and over again. They'll fire them. They'll issue an apology, and then it's back to business. Mm-hmm. And we think about we talk about it all the time how so many of these go undetected. Right. Well, I can't say much because I'm trying to work on my bad words. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, we we're gonna let you work on that. We'll be in prayer for you, and you you keep working on it because this next story, as Jay would say. May make you feel a cussing arising. And oh, no. it's about, uh-huh, it's about as crazy and disturbing as anything we've talked about. Students at an Oklahoma City high school say a college recruiter told them to line up by skin color and then by whether their hair was nappy or straight. The recruiter was speaking to the entire 11th grade class at Harding Charter Preparatory High School. And I read where the adults present immediately reported it. Some were in tears. They were offended. I'm sure they were embarrassed. The students were confused and in shock. Oklahoma Christian University President John DeSteiger said, quote, he led a racist activity that was offensive, harmful, and inappropriate. I'm embarrassed, and I'm ashamed, and I'm mad at what happened, and I'm very, very sorry. He went on to say that Oklahoma Christian University will start conducting mandatory sensitivity training for all employees and take other steps to make sure this doesn't happen again. He visited the high school Monday to apologize to the student, staff, and administrators. I want your thoughts on this, but I'm also wondering about what I consider a generic approach at this point. Just like the story we shared prior to this, when incidents like this occur, first we get that stock apology, and then promises of sensitivity training. I fear, and I may be wrong, but it seems like racism is being compared to the lack of sensitivity. And I don't think these two things are the same. I take it as we're going to train people how to cover up being racist or how not to act racist so that you're sensitive to people, which may be a bad thing in itself, but I don't think it addresses the root issue. That's true, and I'm just still stuck on the 
idea is this recruiter came from a quote-unquote Christian university. Mm-hmm. <sighs> For me, I, I would have been like Christ who turned over tables in the temple. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really all I can say. Yeah. And they were lining them up from straight hair to, to nappy hair. Okay, well, I would have wanted to know if they wanted this lick to be open hand or closed hand. <laughs> right. I think everybody was just sitting there in shock because I read several articles. I kept looking for the purpose. Was it a game? Was he trying to make a point? Was he doing something to show the I, I mean, I could not find anywhere the point to his this activity. Because there is none. Okay. Absolutely. I agree with you, Kenesha, that guess what? That has nothing to do with sensitivity. Mm-hmm. That's just playing out racist. Yeah. That's, that's just the bottom line on that. They don't have nothing to do with being sensitive. Yeah. You know what, listeners? We encourage you to join us on social media. You can call our talk line. That's 865-409-1170. Or leave comments on TalkingWithT.com if you have an opinion about this issue and how we address racist behavior, what's the appropriate way to address that when it happens in a in a business? You know, Jay, you mentioned a while back you were checking Olive Garden off your list. Do we blame the whole company? Do we blame that particular location or the individual who honored that request? And, again, you know, have they created a culture where that manager thought it was okay to do that and now that they've been caught? They issue the apology. I think there's a degree of culpability on all levels, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, look, I hate to bring it up again, but I'm going to have to because the coronavirus is still making headlines as the disease spreads across the United States. Some say don't be that concerned. Others consider this as a very serious threat. You know, the virus has now made it to our neck of the woods. It's now in 33 states. And if we're not supposed to take it serious, why, if one person has it, they will quarantine a whole building? Or look at Italy. They have pretty much quarantined the country. I don't know where this is going. I don't know if we're actually getting all the facts. But at this point, I tend to believe that we should take it seriously. I'm torn because yeah. seems like, Every other year, there's some major hysteria-inducing situation, whether it's anthrax, uh, yeah. Ebola one year, and I can't remember SARS. what it was. SARS, uh, swine flu, mm-hmm. um, MRSA, whatever the heck. Um, every one or two years, there's some sort of major hysteria-inducing incident, and so I- I'm... I'm still trying to wrap my mind around it all, and it's almost mm-hmm. as if, you know, washing your hands has now become the trendy thing when really you should have been washing your hands a long time ago. Uh, right. But it's got to be more than that. They suggest washing hands, and like you said, we do that anyway. Most of us who practice good hygiene will do that anyway. My thing is, for instance, if you're on a ship, one person on the ship gets it, they quarantined the whole ship. That's beyond hand washing. True. And your president isn't making it any better because he's around here telling people that, uh, oh, the Wait, hold on, hold on. Jay, you, you flipped the script on me. Oh, so now he's my president. And did. 
Okay. Well, he's he's huh? come back because he ain't mad. He's saying okay. that coronavirus will simply go away when the weather gets warmer. Well, I mean, I think we were looking at upper 60s and, you know, close to 70s down here on my end of the, of the state. So, I mean, what? what oh, what? Uh, warm weather is going to kill the virus. That's what he's telling. That's what he's around here telling the people. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. So these people on the whole Caribbean, never mind. Never mind. Go ahead, whoever else. <laughs> It has me shook up because I just think about, you know, one person may have it and then, say, take, for instance, the 12 people at UT that they have quarantined. I was going to say, share about that because I don't know. When I say it's in our neck of the woods, I don't know if people realize, like, right here. 12 people had went to study abroad. First of all, I don't even know why they let them go over there to study abroad because they came back within two, three days. And so now they have them quarantined. Uh-huh. But you think about it, if they came back and were on campus, how I many people they could have interacted with with all the people that work at the University of Tennessee, plus mm-hmm. there's Cumberland, you know, it could just spread like... Where are they quarantined? They're quarantined at Laurel Hall. Okay. So that's where they have them at. But I'm not exactly sure why they haven't stopped people from coming back once you're already over there. Yeah. Because they said they were going to limit or cut off, you know, international traveling and everything. And one school, I can't remember which college it is, their students, they kept them over there. They're like, once you're there, you're there. You're not coming back until till you're straight. And we know you're straight or everything is taken care of. Wow. Well, I definitely don't think people are taking it as serious as they should. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Jay, you mentioned some of these other diseases that cause some level of hysteria. But either I was naive to it or didn't pay attention. Maybe I'm paying attention more now since we look at the media more. But I don't remember the level of quarantine. I don't remember the number of people dying. And then this whole idea about telling people to self-quarantine themselves, that's not working because I saw several stories actually this week where someone was told to do that and they ran to the store or they ran somewhere, you know, out in a public space. Like, how do you keep people from going outside? And I think that's that's the sticky part of this whole situation because Mm -hmm. no man is an island. No man stands alone, I believe John Dunn wrote. So you've got to interact with people at some point during the day in your life. So to, to quote-unquote self-quarantine seems like a, a defeated situation to me. It's darn near impossible. The NBA has talked about playing games without a live audience to prevent the spread of the virus. And if they do this, LeBron James said he's not playing. He's not on board with playing a game without fans in the stands. That's just an example as to how far people are taking this. I've never heard of that before. Never. What are we going to do, y'all? I'll tell you what. Pam, you still got those hazmat suits down there in the basement? Yes, I'm just going to distribute them out. You, girl, you better sell them. That might be our come up. Yeah, because I've seen people trying to sell, like, little things of hand sanitizer. Yes, because like, they're sold out everywhere. They are sold out. But look, people, I went and got me about five of the big gallon sizes from Sam's, and I will sell you a squirt in your hand. For a dollar. 
you know what? I think we need to move <laughs> on to the next or wrap this thing up one of the two. Wherever we are in, in, in on the agenda for today. <laughs> you ain't gonna buy the squirt of hand sanitizer from me. Not for no dollar. Walmart is out, right? Walmart is out of sanitizer. Um, yes. Or and in fact, I need to go back and look. I think they said since they can't keep it in stock, they're just not gonna order anymore. And I would tell y'all where y'all could go get some, but y'all gonna might not my hustle, so And far be it from us to be a hustle knocker. <laughs> All right, my friends. Well that's it for this bit. And as always, I can't wait to hear what you all have to say next week. And I can't wait to tell it. And you know I'm going to say it, and it's going to be told. All right, now. Well, once again, we've come to the end, but be reminded you can call in and leave your thoughts or opinions to our talk line. That's 865-409-1170. You can also leave comments on TalkingWithT.com, and we love engaging with you on social media. Share some stories or spill some tea with the Talking With Tea crew. Thank you for tuning in to Talking With Tea, your urban talk show. The show designed with you in mind. And we would love to connect with you right now on social media. All things Talking With Tea. And you can listen to the show 24-7, 365 on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio. Now on that note, tea will end with a quote. In three words, I can sum up everything I've learned about life. It goes on. Robert Frost. Remember where you heard the word. Keep the peace until next week. You've been listening to Talking With Tea.